Hey guys, it's DJ Jesse Janity, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about TrueCar. TrueCar is changing car buying forever. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features may not be available in all states, but to see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh! Oh! Just oh, listen to you it. You and your Niners that lost again this week? <laughs> well, guys. That's all right there. Whatever. Come on. And the Jets bite the dust. One more time. Nine. We are terrible. The Jets do bite the dust. Well, guys, what's up? Welcome to another exciting edition of Monday Night Football After Show. In case you did not see the show tonight, this, I mean, the game tonight, this song right here will bring you up to date. As, as usual, the Jets bit the dust tonight. Yes, exactly. But then again, how many people actually thought that they would not bite the dust tonight? Not me, not me. I but certainly it, Yes, even our producer knew. All right. No, well, she's she's a Jets fan back there. <laughs> Whatever. She's got some Jets love, so don't even go there. That, that, Just get that, on with she the did, show. She man. didn't watch. She didn't watch the game tonight. Whatever. Anyways, well, moving on, guys. Welcome to the show. This is the Monday Night Football Recap Show. I'm so glad you guys have joined it. As you see, we have a lot of fun here. I go by the name of Kevin John, but I cannot do this by myself. Over across from me are two wonderful people that will be joining me. First of all, decked out in Jets gear. Yeah, I haven't uh, my Jets today, man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm Julian yes. DeJeric, by the way. Hi. Julian, I, I just I just want you to know, yes. I don't know what possibly possessed you to put that on and <laughs> that come on this me. show, but I'm disturbed we love and him. disrespected. I, love I, you know, I love him. I, I'm doing it because him. I'm a hardcore fan uh, that yes. jumps on the bandwagon, but I'm a hardcore fan. Dude, if you're a Jets bandwagon <laughs> fan, you're solid. And speaking I, of hardcore fan, next I, to him, I'm the token Jets right fan. I am a woman of my word. The Jets lost. That is why you see me in a Niners jersey. <laughs> I told Kevin that if the Jets lost, I'd wear a Niners jersey on the show. If the Jets would have won, he would have worn a Jets jersey. He would have worn way more Jets paraphernalia than just a jersey. But I'm gonna keep my I'm gonna keep my word. I'm gonna happen. 
happily wear this. I'm a Jets fan. We know how to lose graciously. But I'm open in my opening statement. I'm going to say that Tina Cap is not here today, and my Jets did better against the Dolphins than her Chargers. That is true. We got points. That- we only lost by three. We fell apart. We don't have a quarterback. Fine. But we didn't get shut out 37-0. So that one's for you, Tina Cap. That is for you. And by the way... And the 49ers lost on Thanksgiving. So they bit the dust again. And the sad thing is, we know that the Jets are not going to the playoffs. We know that the Jets are terrible. We don't have a good quarterback. You, on the other hand, my friend, are still a little deluded that your team's good. <laughs> and then they lose on Thanksgiving. Okay. Just saying. First of all, they lost to a great team. Okay, They lost against one of the best defensive secondaries in the league in the Seattle Seahawks. Also, the fact that... What's um, their record now? It's irrelevant. It's winning. That's all. That's all that matters. We're winning. We're winning. We're third in the NFC West, and Arizona's about to go down because Drew Stanton, their backup quarterback, is not playing on top level. So when it's all said and done, we'll probably be second in NFC West, right behind Seahawks, and we'll get a wild card berth. Let me ask you: Are the Jets making the playoffs this year? Hell no. Okay, okay, great. So I'm not deluded like you are. Hey, you know what? I'll admit. I will admit. The Niners are not looking sharp this year compared to the previous three years when they made it to the NFC Championship. All I want is your honesty. I admit that. I admit. I am so honest. But if I can, I be honest for a second, Steph. You look so beautiful in that jersey. <laughs> you look... That, that is the most Thank beautiful... You, you know what, Steph? I look great. Is there any way that you could just stand up? There you go. Can you Here stand you up for the camera? Oh, yeah. And model, twirl that My jersey. Jerry Rice jersey. At least you gave me Jerry Rice. Uh, um, it looks a little bit like Victor Cruz, but still, it's Jerry Rice. I'm happy. I'm happy to have it on. It it is it is beautiful. I it was is a Jerry beautiful. Rice fan. I was a Joe Montana fan. I'll give it to you. Exactly. Who yeah. could you? Who cannot be a fan of the Niners oh, in the eighties? Shush. Just saying. Jeez. So, anyways, let's let's get on. I can be- think of about before- one person in this room. <laughs> <laughs> and what? I love that our new co-host Jillian is rocking the Jets for That's me because right. he feels my pain. This was my outfit, it's, and we did a little change around. You know, it hurts my heart. It really does. It really does. <laughs> so, Julian, especially I, since I, I know so much. About Let me ask you, Julian. Please, let me tell you. We've already established, (laughs) we already established that the Jets are the laughingstock of the league, losers. There's no way on earth they're making the playoffs. How does it feel to be wearing loser paraphernalia? See, you know what? If you're going to do this, you got to be fair. The Jets are not the laughingstock. Okay, the Raiders are. The Raiders are. And you also have to give props to Jets. We have good players. Mm -hmm. Our coaching, our GM, everything's under question. There's controversy. Quarterback? That's what I was just going to say. We'll and get to that later. But if you look at our team, you look at some of the the Chris Ivories, the Johnson, the Pierre, Harvey, uh, Bob, Percy Harvin. You know what I mean? Like you, we Decker. Like we have good players. Mm-hmm. We have ingredients to make a good team. There's just big holes. But so, so what I'm trying <laughs> to say is that we're not the laughing side. That I honestly feel that the Jets. Will it's not like we're gonna have losing seasons like this over and over. I think that they're starting to figure out they need to do things to adjust to make a better team. Like we have some good staple players, and we haven't had those. Like last year, who were our staple players? Like we have better staple players this year than last year. They're just not fitting it together, the puzzle. So I feel more confident about our future than I did last year. The part the problem is part of the person that does make you guys a laughing stock and bring the attention there, there is your 
You're a very um, flamboyant and outspoken coach, Rex Ryan, who is known to bring the circus to town. I I disagree with you. I think our problems start with our GM, John Idzik. I think that Rex Ryan is a player's coach. I think the players like playing for him. So I think if there was... They were using their money differently and different things happening. Yes, Rex is a defensive coach and Idzik is offensive and he wants to bring in more offense. So clearly there's there's butting of the heads happening. Like there's no plan that works. So Julian, you're decked out Jets Pro from Mary. What's yeah. your assessment of the franchise? What do they need to do differently? Look, well there's obvious it's obvious that they need to do a lot differently, but uh, you know, it's just you know, for me, I agree with you. I think there are a lot of holes in the team that need to be fixed. And no one I mean it's 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 football. Like no one can fit wave a magic wand and fix all of the problems with the team in one, even in one or two seasons, I think it's going to take some time to really uh, A, admit the faults that the Jets have. Right. Because we, I mean, we do have, every team does, but there, I think there's a little bit of a deniability here. Um, I think I, there's a deniability, especially with our quarterbacks. I think yeah, that we had Mark Sanchez for, for sure. too long. I think that, you know what I mean, it's like we give these quarterbacks chance after chance after chance when they're just terrible yeah. and we need to start start from the scratch. And now there's talks next year that we're going to hopefully get Marcus Mirada from uh, Mirada. Oregon. Oregon yeah. Ducks. I mean, there's literally a hashtag. If he's smart, he won't go to the Jets. Um, that's, but anyways. That's, that's a dumb comment. But what I'm trying to say is it's funny because there's actually a hashtag going around in the New York Jets world that says, it says suck for the duck. So it's pretty much like if, oh. we want, if we suck and lose games, we'll figure out how to get better picks in the draft for next year, which I think is kind of hysterical. Yeah, no... Go ahead. No, Joe. I was just gonna. I'm just gonna finish the point. Like, I don't really think you can fix all of these these issues in such a small window of time. Mm. I think it's gonna take some time, and you know, it's it's that's what it is. You know, it's a big, it's a it's a it's a big team. It's a, it's a, it takes time to fix these issues, and we're aware of them, and we're working on them. Yeah, and, and going back to kind of what you said, Steph. You know, as I think of Jets quarterbacks over the last, because we know any great franchise starts with a great quarterback. Right. I mean, yeah. It's, when's the last time Jets, we had a good quarterback? Well, I was, that's what I was gonna say. Over the last ten years, you had Chad Pennington, mm. um, Benny. Testaverde, Brett um, Favre. Uh, Brett Favre for right. a season, right? But Which he was he too was busy texting like, Jim Sturzer. Like, it's kind of like how we had Michael Vick for a season. I doubt Vick will be with the Jets next yeah, year. Exactly. I mean, those were just quick fixes. Those, those right. weren't long term. They also, like I said, I think Chad Pennington, uh, uh, with the exception of Mark Sanchez, were maybe the only two quarterbacks at one point in time were seen as franchise quarterbacks to be the long term effect. And obviously, as history has played out, they were not. So yeah. I, I 100% agree with you, Steph. I'm actually not even going to bash him. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, I, I, I can't. The last time we had a franchise franchise quarterback was what Kenny O'Brien Richard Todd like back in those days what about Namath but that was you know he was the franchise of the franchise right but what I'm saying is Broadway Joe in the past 20 30 years Broadway Joe who was at the show uh, at the game tonight but yeah like Broadway Joe left after the uh, third quarter because he was embarrassed he was like I'm out of here actually they were up at the third quarter, so he would. We were go. up almost all the game. You know what? We had a chance. <laughs> we'll get to that and in a second. Yeah, we we'll, is, we'll get to that. Right, but the thing is, with with those holes, and this is a current, like a, a not a current, like a continuing or a constant problem with the Jets. We beat ourselves. I'm not saying the Dolphins didn't play well, but we have drop passes. We mm-hmm. have opportunities where we can't intercept the ball. We can't, you know, catch the ball. We miss two field goals. Like we should have won this game. Yeah. yeah. We should have. It's self sabotage for sure, and it's it's definitely a frustrating thing as a Jets fan that I you know a hardcore Jets fan. Uh, 
you know, to see that the self-sabotage that's happening, it's, it's very frustrating. But those are one of the things that we need to work on, for sure. Yeah. You know, I agree with you because, you know, let's just get let's just get into the game tonight. If you look, uh, yes, let's. Or, you know, before we dissect it, just, you know, uh, quick Quick, uh, quick thoughts. I mean, what was, who would you say, usually we always give, you know, we talk about at the end of every game, there's a player of the game who's the, the MVP of the game and did a good job. Who would you guys give the two um, HVPs, the horrible value, or most horrible player, MHP to, for the Jets? Falk, he missed two freaking field goals. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So I think he was bad enough for two people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I have to say, and, and the Dolphins missed the field goal as well. I've been in MetLife Stadium when it is windy, and we saw in the beginning of the game it was raining. So yeah. when there's weather, the wind in there, and I feel like we even heard them talking about it. It's no excuse. If your sole yeah, job is to kick a ball through an upright, you you're kick making, the ball you're through an upright. You're making so much money to friggin' play football. But you guys, but weather saying, conditions was, are critical. Factor, and we saw it on both sides. For there to be a football game where three field goals are missed, it's kind of... Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a statistic that says that that happens very rarely. Well, it also depends on uh, where the field goals were in. I know that Folk missed two field goals that were within 40 to 48 yards, mm-hmm. I believe. And those are, you know, you have college players that kick those. But well, and the, thing, the, the Dolphins missed one that was like 30-something yards. That's true. That's so true. So it doesn't, you know, that doesn't really play. And I say that's why, you know, you really have to look at weather conditions and how critical those are, you know, right. because that that can... They, but then again, Adam Vinatieri, one of the best place kickers of all time, kicked in some horrendous weather conditions and still kick the Patriots to Super Bowl. So, you know, whatever you want to say. But anyways, let's get into the game. If you look at the first quarter alone, the Jets absolutely dominated. Not just the um, time of possession, not just the line of scrimmage, but I'm talking rushing yards. They had more yards in the first quarter than any other team in the NFL this year had. I mean, that's just supreme domination, ground and pound, hitting the other team where it hurts. And that's what I'm saying. Is, is what's happening with the Jets. I mean, you look at that, that comes from Chris Johnson, that comes from Ivory, that comes from Harvin. So it's like those three guys, Powell every now and then is in there, but it's like those three guys, Chris Johnson, you didn't see him get any, you know, cumulative yards for the first four games. Yeah. Like he didn't show up. So mm-hmm. it's like, again, so now our run, we still don't have a pass game. It was terrible tonight, but our run game's getting stronger. So it's like things are getting better. But things aren't still there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Like, would you expect the New York Jets to to have that you know record or statistic tonight? Absolutely not. Exactly. Well, exactly. Because, because they came out so strong in the fir- in the beginning of the game, like I would think the momentum was there for them to just take it home. You know, I, I that's that's the biggest thing. I felt like, you know, th- the things that happened in the second half, or even like just towards the end of the of the game, like just shouldn't happen when you have right. that kind of a start, that kind of momentum. I don't yeah. know. I agree with you. And they're at home, so yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, and they're let's, at home too. Come on, it, 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 yeah. exactly. Come on. <laughs> but, but no, you like bring up a good point. Of like the New York fan, like it's just being a Jets fan, like, and it's not like has to suck. But not such a. I love you, Steph. But like, it's like you almost are waiting for that to happen when you're. You know what I'm saying? It's like a New York thing. It's like, like even in the beginning of the season when we played the Packers and like the assistant coach or the you know offensive coach calls a timeout when he's not allowed and it breaks up the play yeah. where we could have beat the Packers. Like mm. all that stuff happens to like the Jets. I feel like we were. It's like the reverse cur- curse. Like as soon as we had Bill mm. Belichick for a day and then we got rid of him. 
He was our coach for a day. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, Bill Belichick. And he so got the hell out of Dodge. Right, but it was it was literally like he, it's like the reverse Babe Ruth coach uh, curse. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. he went curse to the of the Bambino. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, my but, question is, Julian, you brought up a good point talking about how they came out with momentum and there was a collapse in the second half. Part of that collapse was in the rushing game. They rushed for over two hundred yards in the first half. Uh, the second half, they barely rushed for fifty-five yards. They got um, tired. What, so my question is, what, what do you what do you attribute the collapse of their second half to? What was it? Was it Geno Smith's horrible play? Was it the rushing game's horrible play? What was what was the problem? I wish I could attribute it to just one thing. I think it's a multitude of different things that kind of were in perfect position for them to kind of drop the ball. Pardon the pun. Right. No, I agree with you. I feel like they got tired. I feel like they were doing the hurry up, no huddle in the beginning. Yeah, you know, and then it's it, it's like the the mental strength to be. And this is gonna sound super corny, but it's like the mental strength to be a Jet right now or to be a Raider right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, to come out play after play, and you have this lead. Like we were up ten nothing at one point, and the Dolphins missed the field goal, and we that momentum only can take you so far. Mm-hmm. When then you see you know an interception or Gino gets sacked or, you know, Decker drops a ball or this one gets hit in the numbers. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much that you can shake off without being like, man. You know, I feel like that's kind of what happens to well, the Jets. Well, like Taylor Swift says, you just got to shake it off and keep going. But anyways, you brought that's up Geno. Wow. To that think. is a tough Come to shake on. off. That's a, that's a tough no. shake off. No. So let's, you, you yeah. brought up Geno, St- uh, Geno Smith. I'm going to read his stat line tonight, and I'm expecting everyone's jaw to drop. Seven of 13. 65 yards, one interception. Now, if that is not the most mediocre, subpar uh, stat line I've read for a quarterback throughout the whole season of the NFL this year, I don't know what is. I mean, that that, that, that stat line just reads atrocity. Honestly, that makes me happy, and I'll tell you why. Because if Geno Smith would have came out, and ha- granted I wanted to win, and I want to squish the fish, and I want to beat the Dolphins always because it's a rivalry, but if Geno Smith would have came out and played an awesome game and would have won, they would have had more hope for him. If they see that during him doing a complete running game game and he's still the few times that they give him the opportunity to throw the ball he still can't capitalize on that they see that he is not the franchise quarterback and maybe they'll get rid of him so you're saying that this game tonight may have um, solidified hopefully. him not being the, the future quarterback of the future. Hopefully, yes, because I do not think he is a NFL franchise quarterback at all. So he's then not, he's not. He's not there. The next question, though, is with guys like, you know, uh, these Geno Smiths or, um, you know, uh, guy from the Raiders uh, that stunk it up. Really getting uh, – it's not coming to me. Number one, Jamarcus Russell. Um, Sam Bradford, Colt McCoy, you know, a lot of these really good quarterbacks that come into the league and fell their first couple of years, how much blame do you put on the quarterback or do you blame the talent around them, the offensive coordinator, the team that they have to work with? Because not everyone like Russell Wilson is lucky and gets to come to play at the Seahawks their first couple of years in the league. Or I think it's, you know, I think it's a little bit of all of that. But when it comes to the Jets, it's there was no supporting cast till midseason. You know what I mean? We have a lot of new players. There's a lot of transition. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, but in the same sense, if you would have put Andrew Luck his first year with the Jets this year, he still would have done better than Geno Smith's doing or Michael Vick done. Oh, I agree. You know I 100% I mean? so agree. Like, I feel like everything plays factor a little bit, mm-hmm. but in the same sense, like if you're a good quarterback and you command that leadership and you figure out, you know what I mean? Like people follow that. 
And I don't think Gino has that. And I feel like it was the same with Mark Sanchez for me. And this is why, I mean, here we go getting crazy, but this is why I actually liked Tim Tebow for a second because of the fact that even though he was terrible, he I'm sorry. wanted... <laughs> wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Sorry. You said Tim Tebow. Did you say you like Tim Tebow? One of the worst passers in the history of the game. If you let me finish, sit down and let me finish, and then you're going to be muted. But what I'm saying is, he was terrible. Terrible, just like Geno Smith, just like terrible, but he wanted to win. He came out on that field. He wanted to be there. He had this poise and this leader. Like, he wanted, he had this presence. Steph, I'm with you on a lot of things, but want and desire doesn't win games Ooh, all the time. It doesn't, I'm sorry. But True that. Seems, like, it doesn't, and that's why he's gone, but it seemed like he gave more of a shit to be out on the field than Geno Smith or Mark Sanchez. We'll say, well, that's uh, all I'm saying. I, he's a terrible quarterback. I'm not saying like <laughs> I want him to be my quarterback. I'm just saying that's why a, the, what I did like about him was You're giving he him had an A this, for effort is what you're saying. I'm giving him <laughs> an A for attitude. Okay. Well, you know what? Guess yeah, what doesn't enough, win like games? Just, Attitude doesn't win uh, games. Shut it. Production <laughs> and points do win games, okay? Right. Tim Tebow, great example. I actually agree with you. I think every time that man stepped on the field, he had the heart of a lion and he would do what he had right. to do to win ball games. Right. And that at times actually did revive the offense when he was out there and give them a, a resurgence right, of energy. But it's when your quarterback but, is walking around hanging his head, being scared, having no confidence, that shows in your team. But yeah. how can you give Geno confidence when just two weeks before? Before this, you bench the guy. That's the worst way to give your quarterback confidence is by benching him. How do you well, expect him to grow sucks. and develop? Well, it's a catch twenty two. I mean, if you're not good, you're not going to play, and if you're not, if you don't play, you don't have confidence. So exactly. If you, don't, if you right. don't have confidence, you're not going to play well. So well, you know, I also think I mean, it's that like the thing. reason why they change is because Rex knows his job's on the line. Mike Exit knows his. They had to do something. Yeah, they yeah. had to do something. And for me personally, the something that I wish they would have done: play Matt Sims. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Michael Vick is... Exactly. What do you guys have to lose? Put Matt Sims. I agree with you on that. I think get rid of them both. Or keep Vick so that Vick knows the game. He's a veteran quarterback. He knows the game more. Have him kind of oversee Matt Sims' development. Because I feel like Matt Sims, number one, he's got the height. He can see plays. He can see stuff happening. He's got the poise. And he's been there for like two, three years watching on the sidelines. Like I feel like give him three, four games in a row. Let him start the rest of the season. Results. No, I agree. I think Matt Sims has that key I word that quarterbacks need, and that's intangibles. And he has a lot of those, and he can bring a lot of those to the game. So I do agree with you. Now let's talk about, you know, someone else that's on that team who's a veteran that actually showed up in a big way tonight, Chris Johnson. Uh, 17 carries. He had over 100 yards rushing. And you saw a little bit of vintage Chris Johnson on the Titans, you know, out there tonight, you know, uh, being patient, running hard, maintaining the speed. Do you think with a performance like this, Chris Johnson can potentially, um, you know, be the, uh, the tailback of them for the next few years here? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know for the next few years. I think definitely in the in the interim for sure. I think that's. I, I mean, what do you think? I no, I agree with you. I feel like I feel like Chris Johnson. I feel like having Chris Johnson, he's a very versatile player. I feel like he can be almost more than that in a sense. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He can do stuff. Um, I feel like with him, 
he can't do it alone, but yeah. I feel like with yeah. him and Ivory and Powell, we've got a lot of guys now that can run and catch the ball. So it's if they had that quarterback, that key person making plays for them, like a lot of times too, the plays are just a little. The, I mean, the ball's just a little bit too short. It falls out of his hand when he's handing off. Like there's just plays that like are are so just elementary that should be happening that aren't. Yeah. No, I I, I, I like Johnson on the Jets, and I said again, it took him four. Like that's the thing, it took him four or five games to you know kind of get to the point where he's having games like tonight, mm-hmm. which is fine when you have new players. But it's just a lot of the players are new, and that's happening. And the quarterback should be the one constant, and there hasn't been. And so it's know, got away on the players. You know, speaking of confidence, Julian, I know that you brought that up, having confidence in Geno Smith. One of the things that I saw tonight that just absolutely disturbed me, if you're trying to ignite confidence in your guy, is on a, 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 some of those last couple of drives. Well, the last drive he had to throw because they were trying to get on the field, but right. the second to the last drive, third line, it's like they had no faith whatsoever in Geno Smith's arm. It was like third and nine, and he's handing the ball off on, on one of those drives, and it's just like it's like the, the office reporter just said, look, if we're going to win this game, it's not going to be on Geno Smith's arm. It's going to be on uh, Chris Johnson or See, another one. I say run. that a lot, though. When you're that backed just, up to the end zone, I feel like a lot of times they do a run just I to do get a, out a Just to push it out. I think it was a more strategic thing than yeah. it was uh, I mean, they didn't trust thing. Gino, they didn't trust Geno's arm at all. Agreed. But I don't think that particular, that particular play, play yeah. I agree. Force that more or less. There's there, there's some definitely some yeah. uh, legitimacy to that. Um, yeah. I do I do agree with you on that. But just generally speaking, he only attempted. I think through the third quarter, he had only attempted like six seven, passes, seven, yeah, six which was like or, uh, I think they ran a stat saying that that was the lowest amount of passes ever attempted by a quarterback through three quarters. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it just shows that really Geno Smith was not in the offensive game plan at all. It was like Geno hand the ball off, and if worst case scenario. We'll have you throw it. Worst case scenario. But it was like, you know, they didn't even give him the option to really throw tonight. And I just thought that was really disheartening, especially to Geno yeah. Smith if you're trying to build a team and build confidence on him. I mean, you know, it's it's less disheartening than watching him throw interceptions and <laughs> and, and not getting any yeah, points. Seriously. So I'll take, I'll take what we had tonight. Anybody else having feedback? Yeah, I'm having a little bit of feedback too, oh. but I, I I think that ju- it just does that whenever we talk about the the Jets. Jets. So it's been <laughs> doing that all day. But no, yeah, this kid's on fire today, man. Yeah, it's just, every Monday. Is this every Monday. Is this every, what you do Monday every week. This is how I express like, my love to her. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like yeah. his therapy. It's like he it's, takes out all his aggression on me and my Jets. This is how he this is how he expresses love to you. This is how you express love to her. Yeah. So that's how I express my love. Backwards kind that, of logic, um, but okay, whatever works for you two. But but Julian is actually affected with our relationship. You know, because okay. she, you know, any chance she gets to bash the 49ers, she does do it. Like she talked well, about mean, my Niners on Thanksgiving. 49ers. I understand. We only scored three points. The Jets scored I mean, more points than we did tonight. Three points. Yeah. And that's we that's scored it. more points than the uh, Chargers. That's the like Chargers, Chargers yeah. yeah. That's three points. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, it, well, uh, it's really, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a It's a raw. It's a raw. Yeah. And that's, you can admit it. Exactly. You know, yeah. you know, see, I can admit when I know my a lot team, of 49ers fans that are, uh, uh, what's the word? Delusional. <laughs> there are. You there know. are. Actually, Raider fans are more delusional than Niner fans, but um, I do agree with yeah. you on that. I do agree. Now, speaking of interceptions, uh, you brought up Ugh. earlier. Mar- um, I was about to say Mark Sanchez. Geno Smith, because I'm so used to Mark killing it for the Jets, but Geno Smith threw the decisive interception on that last drive, or, or should I say the game-ending interception, um, when he tried to thread it between two defenders. Yeah. Uh, do you think that was a smart read on Geno Smith, uh, or do you think that was just great defense on... I uh, think he might be blind. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that's a I think that. I just think that he panics and he doesn't see the whole field. There was three guys around him. I mean, he just didn't know what else to do. Yeah, you know, and and, let's talk and about he his- doesn't place it in a place where, you know, his throwing isn't accurate enough to place it where the defenders can't get. Because plenty of quarterbacks make passes when a guy has three people on him and they catch yeah. it. You yeah, know what I mean, like look at the Packers. Look at even you know I hate to say it, but look at the Patriots. Like people do do that. Yeah, but he's not. A good enough quarterback to make those plays. I agree, and even on plays that were not as difficult, or um, you know, had a difficulty rate, is that he had a little screen out pass. I want to say to Johnson or somebody, and a screen out is just when the uh, running back comes out of the backfield. I think it was to Harvin. Quick, or maybe it was Johnson. Or maybe it could have been Harvin. Might've it could have been Harvin because he lines up in the backfield sometimes. But yeah, like exactly. But yeah. it was a little dump pass, a little four or five yeah, yard pass. And I was like, Steph, you realize you could have been more accurate on that pass no. than he did. I have a good arm. You, you, you I'm available. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. And she just won't saying. charge half of what Gina would charge. Okay? I don't know how they'll feel I'll about charge. this, though. I don't know. Hey, man, I'm you know I'm a team player. <laughs> You're a team player? Yeah. You know, actually. So can we wait? So I wasn't here last week when you guys made this bet. So let's no, talk about No, we made the bet today. So you made the bet today. Yeah, I actually called him and made the bet. Was this what he would have worn? Was this what you were supposed to wear? Yeah, it's something like that. Something yeah. like, something like that. that. I actually have um, like eye stickies that I would have put on. Oh, I that would have been amazing. Um, the spirit finger gloves that he would have had to wear. <laughs> It would it would have been pitiful. Spare finger gloves because you t- you you pulled them out during the game. I've, I've oh, okay, so they know. Yeah. Okay, because it's the first time I saw them and I just, I was just blown away. Yeah, my best friend like, Melissa is, made them for me. Yeah. Pretty fun. Pretty <laughs> fabulous. Fun. They are. They're really um, they're really nice jazz hand kind of things. Yeah. So. And to, to be a, a team player, uh, I we do at some point have to say that the Dolphins have been kind of playing good this season. I know we're just making this all about the Jets, but, you know, mm-hmm. and that even more so is the Jets. You know what's funny? The Jet, If you think about it, the Jets terrible. Got it. I understand. We don't need to say it again. I'm sure we will, but I get it. But when it comes to the Jets playing the Patriots or the Jets playing the Dolphins, it's usually a good game. Every now mm-hmm. and then there'll be a blowout. But yeah. we, when we played the Patriots um, on that Thursday a few weeks ago, we only lost by two points. And we actually, Falk again, yeah. missed the field goal. It was blocked. And we could have won that game. And Which which is completely disheartening to me because I feel like there was a good back and forth during that game. Am I, am yes. I kind of crazy in that? No, like, you're totally right. Yeah. So it's like even though... Even though the Dolphins are doing well and doing things like shutting out the Chargers 37-0 to and they're playing strong, we somehow, the rivalry, like it's kind of usually, like more times out of not, it's a good game. Mm-hmm, and the yeah. Dolphins are good this year. They got Wallace, who used to play for the Steelers. Mike Wallace, we yeah. Out, like he's making plays. He looked pissed when he didn't get the ball thrown to him. Tannehill's having, he's having a really good season. He's having one of his better seasons. Yeah. And now, I mean, with the, with the, the Dolphins winning tonight's game, they're in the wild card position. I know we have a lot of games left and, you know, a lot of things will happen. And I, they do have to play the Patriots one more time. We play them one more time. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. But, you know, the Dolphins are. They're having a you know a pretty good season, but Tanning Hill tonight too. He almost had two interceptions as well. So with the rain coming down and the weather, you got to you got to mm-hmm. factor all that in that they kind of played on par yeah. with yeah. each other. No, they did, they did, and you know the, the one thing I'll say about the Dolphins is yes, Tanning Hill wasn't you know he wasn't Brady or Manning or Aaron Rodgers tonight, but the thing about uh, the thing about great quarterbacks are that really good quarterbacks. When the game, they score two different times. Really good quarterbacks, they take their team down and score right before the end of the half. 
Really good quarterbacks. Tannehill did that. And also, at the end of the game, when he took them down on um, one of the last drives, and and, and they got the uh, what's-his-face ran the ball in, um, they uh, they scored again. So that's the thing about Tannehill that I would say is when it matters, he steps up. And that's what good right. quarterbacks do, regardless of how yeah. bad your game is. Brian Hoyer, well, that's two, two weeks ago, threw like three interceptions and came back that last drive and won the game for the Browns. So I think a lot of that just goes down to when good quarterbacks step yeah. up. When they need, and I think Tannehill is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. And Miami is now sixth in the AFC, uh, sitting at seven and five, and they're 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 looking pretty. I mean, we know they have to play um, the uh, the Pats and a few other difficult teams before the they end play, of the season. Yeah, they play the Patriots, play the Bills again. I think they play maybe the Packers, they play the Jets again. Maybe not the Packers. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure they have to play a division game against the whole division again. They've played everyone once, and we usually play them twice. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like you know it's not like, like it could very easily go from seven and five to seven and seven to seven and eight or you know it could go to nine and five you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I feel like there's there the Dolphins are in a position where it really could go either way right now they're not completely dominating but they're mm-hmm. not crap you know you think you think the Pats will you think the Pats will win it, against the Dolphins yeah yeah. Well, they well, lost against the Packers, but then again, that's a very good Packers team. That's you the know. reason I ask. I mean, very good Packers they lost team. The Packers, so I'm, I'm just, you know, just throwing that out there. I don't know. Yeah. And Green Bay, you know, they have a nine and three record. They're tied with the. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, I honestly, I thought the Patriots were going to beat Green Bay this past week, but then again, they're playing at Lambeau. Green Tom Bay. Brady it, always chokes. Tom Brady always chokes. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen his playoff record as a quarterback? And he chose. I think you may want to revisit that. Now, he granted, chose. he may have choked in the last two Super Bowls that he made where he lost to the Giants. But um, the, actually, the, the one New York team that does know how to play football. But anyway, like one, um, one Super Bowl. The Giants are terrible, too. Let's get they're it right. tor- They are terrible this one year. One Super Bowl choke, I feel like, m- equates to like eight I'll put it like this. Games. Tom Brady, yes. Tom Brady right? is yeah. one of the most. You during the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, you can't. Tom Brady, is, he's a good quarterback. He's, he's a very good. And I think he's actually, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I believe he is one of the most winningest quarterbacks in the post, mm. if not the winningest quarterback. Mm. Like I said, I'm going to have to check with my producers to get the stats on that. But um, uh, actually, no, my producers aren't going to bring me that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if anyone wants to call in and tell us right now, please let us know. There's we, nobody there. The, the numbers, <laughs> yes. Just waving now. Yeah. Or not you could tweet in tweet in right now we well, your tweets are live but um anyways uh we you know we were speaking of some of the games from week 13 week 13 is officially in the books what particularly stood out uh for you on week 13 you know any particular teams players anything um that the jets lost to the dolphins <laughs> <laughs> and tom brady understand it just happened the wound is fresh yes it is, it is fresh. so why don't we pour some salt yeah exactly. yeah no let's not okay yeah. let's not make Maybe say we did, but let's not do that. We'll put yeah. Neil Sporin on it. Psych. Every week this happens? Yeah. Oh much. my word. How do you deal? I have a really good I'm I'm very confident. You're a saint. <laughs> she is. She is she is very much so a saint. Now um speaking of the Saints, the Saints have a very interesting thing going on here. The Saints are actually Tied for four, for first in the AFC South uh, nice with, segue, with Atlanta. Well, yeah. you know that's, that's all I do. He's a professional writer. Yeah, what can I say? Uh, I just pretend to be. Um, but yeah, the Saints are uh, tied with Atlanta in the NFC South with a five and seven record. I mean, the NFC South just has to be the most horrible division this year, and it may be one of those situations where we'll have a team with a. There's a lot of static and feedback. I don't know what that is, but it may be another situation where you have a team with a losing record. 
because this conversation is so electric. There you go. Wow, you're good too. I'm good too, buddy. What? What? Bob.com, man. (laughs) Bob.com. I mean, you are just grinding tonight, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's hard for me. You know, I'm trying to keep a very positive attitude, but I'm just so depressed. Yeah. Well, honestly, anybody would be depressed wearing a Jets paraphernalia. I'm depressed too when I got Niners on. How does it feel to dress like a winner today? I mean, is there anything that. We, you actually lost worse than I did this week, so I don't really. I that don't whole that winning thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's. If like, that's accurate. you're going to lose like the next four or five games because I have this jersey on. Ooh. I'm giving you the bad mojo. Did you just say the Niners are going to use. Well, actually, there's only four games left. They're going to lose all four games. You're saying they're going to lose that. I'm putting the curse on the jersey right now. I'm wiping off my jet stuff on the jersey. Shame on you. Shame on you, okay? You have no idea how those words are going to come back and taunt you, kill you, demoralize you, and destroy you. Oh, no. You. Will it make us our season 2 and 14? <laughs> no. Maybe they'll just ban the Jets from being in the league next year and say, you know what? You guys are just you're, – you're, you're bringing the NFL no money. You're the laughing stock. That's not Roger true. Goodell is just going to rid of the Jets next year and say, you guys, just take a season off. Take right. a season off. There, there's a lot of money going into the uh, – that are, the Jets are bringing in a lot of money, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, this is making a lot. Yeah, they're selling out every stadium. You know, (laughs) actually tonight. (laughs) I got an update from StubHub tonight that says last minute Jets tickets twenty five dollars. Wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know it's bad. I wish I was there. I totally would have. And it was like pretty close to the field, so I don't know that they're selling out anything. And I was about to say, you know, it's bad when Jets tickets cost less. Than two movie tickets, you know, put I together. Know. I mean, that that's really pitiful. But then again, when you're the that Jets, what nice else do you expect? Kevin. That hey, was a really good analogy. I'm, I'm here for there the great analogy. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Yes, exactly. It's just like I have my analogies in a grinder tonight First or something. Saints and now this. <laughs> Yeah, so, anyways, yeah, thank you for getting that. Uh, so, funny. anyways, um, moving on. Yes. Another another hot topic in the NFL this week. Oh, is, here we go. Um, yeah, I'm, no, I, I'm not going to bash the Jets now because that's just too easy. Um, another hot topic in the NFL this week is Ray Rice being reinstated by the league, mm-hmm. meaning that now he um, they enabled him to get picked up by any team in the league for the duration of the season. Now, typically there's only four games left, but you have the players now that are rallying around Ray Rice saying he deserves to get to a team and actually trying to convince their front offices to take a chance on Ray Rice. First of all, do you guys think that Ray Rice is going to get picked up by the next uh, by the, uh, the end of the season? And B, do you think that he should be able to get picked up by the rest of the season or be out for the rest of it? What are your thoughts on that? I think he will, but I don't think he should. You don't think he should? I feel like... Um... I'm kind of like 50-50. I feel like at this point in time, for a team to pick him up, to pay him for four games, if it's not... Like, I feel like it's it's either going to be a team that's really kind of like on the fence to Mm. get to playoffs or not that Mm -hmm. might pick him up. So it's either going to be like a good team or no team. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's going to be a team that's like, wow, well, you know, we're a little bit weak here and he can help us, you know, get to that extra position. But it's it's a weird time for him. Like, if he would have came in, like, halfway through the season, I feel like there'd be more odds that he'd get picked up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a little bit of a weird time. And, you know, if it's a different team, to learn all their plays, to learn the playbook, to figure it all out with four games left, I mean, that's kind of asking a lot of, of anyone. So why not wait till the offseason, get him really prepped? Because if he comes back and he's not prepared, and he doesn't do well, I think he's going to get more flack than... Well, who's to say that they're not doing that for the offseason? I mean, if it doesn't make a difference, then what? why not? Why not pick him up on a team and then... Right, what I'm saying, like, I don't think... 
he's going to be picked up on a team. Like, it's either going to be a team that's getting into the playoffs and thinks that he can do it. Like, I don't think he's going to be picked up on a team like, say, the Jets or someone that just right. needs something and, and thinks that he'll grow into a position and he'll make it better, like, as a unit right. until, like, because it doesn't, because then they're going to pay him for four games for this season for no They'd results. They'd be prorated, yeah. Yeah. Well, but I, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know how all the money works with that, but I feel like. I think he, the you reason think. I said I don't think he should is because of that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But I think he, I mean, there's, I think there's a good chance he will. Now, let me, know. let me ask you guys this. Do you think that, um, do you think that there will be some backlash from the fan base of whatever team he goes to? Like, you remember when Vic initially yeah. came back into the league and played for the Eagles? There was a lot of fan backlash. People saying they were going to boycott games and no not question. purchase jerseys. What do you think it's going to, the, no you know, reaction is going to be with Ray Rice coming No back? question yeah. in my mind that there's going to be a, a backlash. There's, I mean, there's even, even when there's a, a liked player, I feel like there's yeah. a, a, some amount of backlash. But with Ray Rice, I, I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, no? No, Am I agree I with you. I agree with you. I think yeah. that it's going to be... Um, it, it, it's exactly what you said. Same thing as Michael Vick. Like, a lot of people are just fans of the sport and yeah. put the personal side of Michael Vick yeah. aside. Exactly. And a lot of people can't let that go. And, you know, I kind of sit in the middle on that. Like, because I can appreciate athleticism. Uh-huh. And, I, and I can see that, you know, morals... You know, I could see both. You know what I mean? And exactly. I don't... I don't tend to, as much as I'm aware of what Michael Vick did and I don't like it, you know what I mean? Like, I also can be like, he's a great football player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can see, the, and I'm not condoning what he did or making excuses for it. Like, I would never want to hang out with him, but it doesn't, because they do something that is immoral or morally wrong or not accepted doesn't mean that they're a bad football player. But it player. almost feels like rewarding bad behavior, no? How do we reconcile, or I won't say uh, how do we, I'll just speak for me, like, I can't reconcile such deplorable Horrible, uh, uh, reprehensible behavior in your personal life um, d- to be rewarded in your professional life. I think in any other business, like if you look at any other business, like if there are morality clauses and contracts, there are you know there's different There's conduct that, codes. Yeah. yeah, conduct codes. Like wh- why why do why is there an exception? I don't think there should be an exception yeah. at all. Yeah, it seems like there yeah. is. I don't know. I think it there seems, seems like, like there is too. With my, yeah, yeah. I, and again, I'm not saying that I agree with it or no, no, think no. he should. I'm I don't just think saying that like it. a lot of people because of what Michael Vick did and I'm just bringing it to him because he's actually playing in the league yeah. you know what I mean but because of what he did people are like oh man he sucks da, da, da. like yes he sucks as a human being right. but he doesn't suck as a quarterback and I feel like people collapse that and that's what also goes against the code of conduct of what people should and shouldn't be able to do I think it puts a stain on the game right I think it puts a stain on the well, game I mean it's it's uh, so so you're getting back to can you separate the you know the, the immoral know side should. to the athleticism side can right. you separate Separate the two. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm saying that I personally can separate and see the difference, but I don't know that they should be separated. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, yeah. I no, I understand because statistically, yeah. obviously, anybody yeah. can see the difference, but like morally. And then I mean, another thing I you got to realize, I have, a, I have a hard time kind of reconciling that. Yeah, yeah, me too. No, I agree. I agree because you know I've been in tough situations as well. If you look at other people that have made morally wrong decisions, not just in sports but entertainers, you know yeah. Chris Brown, R. Kelly, um, Michael Jackson, even you know people yeah. that are brilliant in what they do, their talent, you know, but have really did some um, you know some heinous yeah. uh, uh, heinous crimes. Yeah. So you know I, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean. Yeah. Um, um, at the end of the day, you know, I look at it like this, you know, if a franchise is willing to take a risk and willing to take Ray Rice, they realize they're not just getting Ray Rice, the athlete, but they're getting the package and everything that comes with that, which means fans that may be 
um, you know, um, uh, protesting. Or See, I just have a problem with, like, if, if Ray Rice would have, you know, and again, like, I'm, I haven't seen this newest thing, so I'm not completely updated, but, like, if Ray Rice would have gotten, you know, jail time and would have done that and then gotten anger management and would have done that and then had to go be, like, sober and would have done that or whatever they made him do and he would have done all that, like, I believe that people sometimes make bad decisions and can be trained, coached, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I feel like the NFL should be giving him more tools to show people that this behavior is not acceptable and won't be acceptable in the NFL and that he has to do step one to ten in order to get back. So you don't feel that he's fully redeemed himself? No, I found the list. Thank of you. So our producers have found the list of quarterbacks, and just first of all, nowhere on there do I see uh, Geno Smith, Mark Sanchez, Chad Pennington, Vinny Testaverde, or any of the other. Jets. Nowhere on but there do I see any 49ers either. Just thank saying. you. Oh, first of all, Joe Montana um, probably is not had, on that list. Well, th- you, this list could be since 2000. So, anyways, <laughs> at the end, I'm just, I'm just Which saying. I don't see. But if you see, yeah. if you see at the top, obviously Tom Brady yeah. is the person at the top. Like I said. Um, which is, and I didn't is, say he's a bad quarterback. I just said sometimes he chokes. And I have to say that because I'm a Jets fan. I appreciate him. I like him. I've heard he's a but great you know guy. What, speaking he's a of great choker, quarterback. But he just sometimes, like, you know, he, he, he just – it makes me happy that sometimes in the end they don't win. And you know what's <laughs> shocking is look how far Peyton Manning down is on that list, speaking of chokers. And he's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, at least regular season greatest quarterback of all time. So that just tries to show you, you know – Arguably. I'm just kidding. Arguably. This has got to be, though. I mean, Roger – Drew Brees above Rodgers. You know what? Roethlisberger, that's one. When we talk about our four tops, we don't ever really mention Roethlisberger. Because look at how Pittsburgh's did the last few I know, years. but it's I interesting. Mean, it's interesting. Tebow beat Roethlisberger, all right, in the playoffs when Tebow was with Denver. But if you look at it, it's like every other we did. We did Tom Brady, we did Drew Brees, we did Aaron Rodgers, we did Peyton Manning. It's like every other was what we picked as our top four. We we didn't pick Eli Manning, we didn't pick Roethlisberger, we didn't pick Rivers. Well, when it's all said and done, um, uh, Andrew Luck's definitely going to be in the top four. Um, and you know something interesting about Roethlisberger, he does get left off a lot of times. We t- discuss elite, elite quarterbacks within the league and stuff like that. And people forget Roethlisberger has two Super Bowl uh, rings, and he's been to a third Super Bowl. And Didn't he what- beat somebody up, too? Wasn't Did, there some drama with him? He allegedly had assaulted a girl or, yeah. or in a bathroom or sexually uh, assaulted a woman in a bathroom. And he actually was penalized by the NFL longer than um, Ray Rice was. He was penalized, well, initially with the Ray Rice thing. But he was uh, penalized four games or six games, I think it was, that Roethlisberger initially had to miss um, for that. And people, a lot of people forgot about it. Like every now and then you'll still see people. Of course on the, they forgot about it. It was only uh, four games. Exactly. Well, well, you know, a lot of times on message boards you'll still see people that'll put like and rape, rapeless burger and stuff like that. There's still people that can't right. let it, let it go. You know, there's still people that can't let what Vic did go. But um, yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about Roethlisberger was um, involved yeah. in that, so that's unfortunate. But anyways, back to elite quarterbacks. Roethlisberger's never really mentioned in there, and he has more rings. The only person on that list that has more rings than Roethlisberger is actually Tom Brady. Roethlisberger has more rings than Peyton Manning. He has more rings than Aaron Rodgers. He has more rings. Brady Brady just um, Peyton. No Brady. Oh Brady has three. Yeah, three. Because he lost his last two against the guy right before him, Eli Manning, who has two. Which is crazy because Eli Manning kind of stinks this year. Exactly. But he has more. This has to be yeah. But that's you know that's that's kind of what I look about. You know I think great quarterbacks play good. 
Uh, when it, you know, in the playoffs, when, when the game's matters. on the line, and that's why Eli Manning is second on that well, list. Well, and that's the same because sense. I, th- there's numbers next to those guys, and I'm really curious to what they are. If that's the actual real order, if Peyton Manning's two, if Brady says one, here that it says one Tom Brady, eight Eli Manning, four Drew Brees, yeah. five. So ben I feel Rothbard. like this isn't the right order. So I feel like it's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Wilson, then Eli Manning. So it's bracketed by yeah, their they're, division. They're, they're so I'm sorry, is this bracketed by... I think it's It's Yeah, it's bracketed. See the bracket? So this isn't... Like, yeah, it's I'm not sorry. Tom Brady. So it goes Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, right. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees... So ben. it is our top four. Yeah, yeah it's our top four. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Rivers, that's another one who, you know, he's always been a good quarterback throughout his, uh, yeah. you know, throughout his franchise, but he's he's never been able to really get over the hump. You know, making it to a Super Bowl, and that's what I mean. But um, anyways, you know, as you can see, that is uh, definitely a great list of quarterbacks there. And um, if I had to pick two to end up in the Super Bowl this year, I would pick... Um, I would pick Manning out the AFC, and I would pick Rodgers out the NFC. And I would say Peyton Manning versus Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. If I was just going to make a wild um, prediction on Super Bowl right really? now. Yeah, I would pick Denver against Green Bay. That's right interesting now. to me. Why? Do you, why? Uh, well, Green Bay, first of all, did you see what they just did against the uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots? Okay. They defeated a very good team. The Patriots actually had won seven in a row up to that game. Okay. So, I mean, clearly they were on fire. And um, you know that uh, the uh, the pack was able to obviously cool the fire, and uh, Aaron Rodgers has always been an elite quarterback. I mean, his the precision on his balls last game. Yeah. Excuse me, the precision on his balls More that he mature. would throw. Yeah, thank you, thank you guys. More mature here, but the precision you do on his one of those like every show. I do. Didn't I say something about Michael Vick sack one time too? You did. Anyways, um, it, I didn't mean it like that. But anyway, just the precision on his passes, and you see Aaron Rodgers every year. He's getting more and more mature in the pocket. And um, I, you know, I, I, they're due back for another Super Bowl. So I put, I put Green. I mean, the only competition Green Bay is going to have out of the NFC is going to be either Seattle or I'm not being biased, the 49ers. That's the only competition I really see them having, and that's not a diss to the Cardinals who are leading the NFC West right now. But I think what the about Car- the Eagles? What if we see Mark Sanchez yeah, in the Super Bowl? The that? thing, speaking of choker, <laughs> I don't see. The thing is, I like the Eagles. That'd I do a, like the yeah, Eagles. Be a sight for sore eyes now. I like the Eagles, but I'm not a believer and in not Sanchez. The Cardinals, you don't think? Car- no. No, have you seen them the last two games? They're still nine and three. That, that, well, that's because they started off like nine and one. So of course they're gonna only. But I uh, started <laughs> off. That's ten. Ten games into the season, dude. but you gotta understand. <laughs> see, the thing is, their quarterback is out for the season. Carson Palmer. He has a uh, season, and we just talked about how and um, how significant it is or critical it is to have your head quarterback in there. They're playing with Drew Stanton, who's not bad. He's not Geno Smith, but I don't know if he has what it takes to continuously lead this team in the tight division. Suck. Anyway, so, so what, what are your predictions? I'm curious for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if how everybody was saying the Packers um, Patriots was a preview to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be surprised Mm. if that was it. Um, I don't think the Seahawks are going to make it again. Yeah, neither do I. And I don't think the Niners are going to make it. I don't think the Jets are going to make it. Uh, I feel like you the don't Eagles, think or you know the Jets aren't going to make it. I feel like the Eagles are going to get to the playoffs, and everyone's going to be talking Sanchez, Sanchez, Sanchez. And uh, I feel like I don't know. 
I feel like the Dolphins might make it to the playoffs too. Yeah, Dolphins. So be they'll Dolphins make a wild card. And, uh, I hope not, though. You don't. <laughs> you don't want that I to hope happen. Not, no. So what? Are, I think we're going to see Mark Ju- Sanchez at the Super Bowl. Julian, what no about way. you? What, what are your predictions? <laughs> I think I think we're going to see Mark Sanchez at the Super Bowl. Uh, producer, can we shut off Julian's <laughs> mic? He just lost all no, credibility for the rest of the oh, show. Of course, we're not going to see him there. Um, <laughs> predictions. I'm on par with Steph. I think uh, I think that we will see. That was a preview of the Super Bowl for me, anyway. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll definitely. I hope to see that. I think that was that'd be a great uh, clash. I don't know. And yeah. another person not to sleep on. Another team out to sleep on out of the AFC South, particularly is Indianapolis. Yeah. Andrew true, Luck is true. a bad boy, man. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's a dark horse MVP candidate. If they, you know, they win. If they went out from here on, yeah. I mean, you don't it, think the Saints have a shot at all? They're five and seven. I don't know. Cowboys. Cow. Uh, really. <laughs> Speaking of chokers, Tony Romo. Just, if you look up I'm choker in the records. dictionary, Tony Romo is the Lions. In Lions, um, you know, I'm not. Uh, Stafford and Calvin Johnson have been. I mean, Calvin is obviously Stay in the prime back. of his career. Yeah. But I just don't see them. I, I don't. I don't see them going all the way. I don't all see them right. going all the way. Even Cincinnati, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled out some magic. But my call is Broncos against. Um, the Packers in the Super Bowl. And for you, all you guys watching, please let me know if you agree with Kevin and the Broncos and the Packers beating up or I Stephanie. I like to see that. And the, and the Broncos actually not choke like Peyton Manning did. Yeah, last year in the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning was atrocious. Honestly, I thought that Geno no Gino Smith suited up as Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl last year. That's what it looked like. I didn't know if there was something we didn't see. I didn't know. Alright, so as we wrap up, of course, speaking of predictions, next week, Monday Night Football, we have Falcons and the Packers. Real quick, what are your predictions on that? Uh, Packers are going to win. Yeah. I want the Falcons to win, kind of, because I fell in love with them at Hard Knocks, but I think the Packers will win. Why do you say that? The Packers will win? Yeah, why do you say that? Because I think Aaron Rodgers is precise, he's consistent, he's a beast, Yes. and I feel like he just is, I don't know. He's they, they've got He's got, like, the mojo this year. He has it. I think the Falcons are going to win just because I want to say something opposite of you. Okay. <laughs> yes. He wants Love to oppose you. you. All so, right. All right. So Julian says Falcons. You say the Packers. And I'm going to go with the Packers. All right. You know, uh, but, you know, Julian, thank you. Well, anyway. But then again, you can't believe anybody wearing Jets paraphernalia anyway. So. <laughs> and I think the Jets are going to beat the Vikings. Booyah. Whoa! I All think right, the Jets are going to win every and, single game. Yeah, and you think the Jets forward. are? Gonna, and guess what? Who I think that I think that a Tyrannosaurus Rex is going to be outside the studio oh, when we leave, Lord. crawling and everything. It might be, and hell will freeze <laughs> over. It might be. All right, well, guys, that was another exciting show of Monday Night Football here. Thank you so much for tuning in, hearing us rant back and forth with each other, and thank you once again for just admiring Stephanie and her beautiful 49ers jersey. Shut so, it! Most beautiful thing I've seen. All year. Incredible. And we're in December, so that shows you how much that means. So anyways, guys, real quick before we get out of here, Julian, where can they find you at? You can find me at Julian DeJeric across the board on all social media. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at IamStepZ with an F. With an F. And you know what the F stands for? Failure. That's what the Jets are. And you I'm Kevin John. F stands for? Fa- Boo!
And, and, uh, yeah, we'll bleep that out. I'm Kevin John. You guys can find. We'll bleep out my bleep. We'll bleep out the bleep. Exactly. You got to. Um, and I'm Kevin John. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey Kevin John on my website www.itskevinjohn.com, or you can find me here every Monday night at 11 p.m. talking football. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Keep the conversation going on uh, iTunes on our YouTube channel. We love the comments. Keep them coming in. We reply to the comments, even if they're negative. We still reply to them. We love them all. You're so, so enthusiastic. I love it. Yeah, look at that smile. <laughs> yeah. I love those pearly whites. You, you know why I'm smiling so much? Uh, because the Niners lost. I'll, I'll let you. Oh, so that's the show, guys. Because I'm about to kill Steph right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.